You're listening to Living Brave, a podcast where nothing's off the table. It's about leaning into discomfort and pioneering a new way of being. I'm Shoshana Raven. I created Living Brave to break down the shame, stigma, and fear holding us back from living the lives we dream of. Here, myself, my guests, and friends share unfiltered stories and diverse insights to help us get out of our own way, build thriving relationships, and step more fully into our authentic selves. I believe that when we realize we have nothing to hide and truly hear each other out, we clear up a huge amount of mental space. And of course, no one can do the work for us, but we can be inspired to reclaim our lives when we step into this radical truth-telling. So let's get started. Welcome to episode 60 of the Living Brave podcast. It's Shoshana here, and I feel so freaking excited to spend this immersive journey together in the Evolution Masterclass. This is behind the scenes of when we hit our first seven figures to over 3 million in revenue in 11 months. I find that there's so much out there about the foundations of community building, and I wanted to move past that into the way I really scaled. This is going to be supportive, whether you're in the idea phase starting out, really looking to scale an already seven-figure business. I did not scale my business the way traditional business strategists teach you to do, scaling up one offer and really keeping everything the same, right? For me, I'm a multi-passionate. I am dying and being reborn every day, very scorpionic of me. And so I love where my brand, my business, my community, my social media feels like a platform that houses me and my evolution. And if this is resonating with you, I think you're really going to love this episode. This is one of our most impactful classes yet called The Evolution. And I dive into how to refine, embody, and innovate to build a global brand and a loyal community that blossoms alongside your own journey of identity expansion. So my word of the year was expand in 2022. We doubled our revenue. We had a $2 million plus cash year. I traveled the world. We grew the community and I got to explore my identity, my offerings, my brand expanded to really encompass the whole person. And so I've always rejected the idea of niching down and only talking about one thing. Um, and I find that a lot of the ladies who are coming to me, like I'm successful, I've had successful launches, but something doesn't feel quite off. I felt stagnant or I felt not as excited about my new offerings and I want to expand into this new arena. I just want to pivot. I want to burn it all to the ground. And what I really decided was to start a mastermind called Expand, which was really about product suite evolution, community evolution, growing a team, growing a movement, growing a mission, and having a life that really supports you, you know, your love, your leadership, your family, where you get to have it all and you get to not be boxed in by any idea identity by any, an employee to any brand employee to who people want you to be. And you get to expand. And I've always seen results as a byproduct of my bravery and bravery is a result of walking with fear. And you know, what's really scary is deciding to bring a part of yourself to the table. That's new. That's fresh. That's dynamic and continue to become more and more and more of yourself. So my expand mastermind has been like my favorite 
place I've ever created. I've been in handfuls of masterminds and I've never seen a space that's more welcoming, nourishing, electric, on fire. We're celebrating, we're laughing, we're crying. Expand booked out when I launched it in December 2021 without a public launch. It was a quarter million dollar launch at the time. I used to have people sign up for six months at a time. Now it's a year and it's been magical from the beginning. I mean, people come in there and totally revolutionize their life. I just had a two hour call for the end of 2022. And whether it was a 10X in revenue or it was having a multi six figure a year, or it was falling in love, it's like, I am happier than I've ever been. I feel like I came in here a girl and left a woman. Like I'm happier than I've ever been. I can't believe it gets us good. Like it's some kind of crazy vortex of expansion. And so this word, this idea of evolution, of expansion of self is really pivotal to the living brave brand. So if you enjoyed today's episode, it means a world to me when you let me know, you just tag me at Shoshana underscore Raven and screenshot the episode, share it with your people, give what you want to receive, right? And it takes two seconds to leave a quick review rating on Apple podcasts, spread the love. It means so much to me. Shoot me a message. Let me know what lands. And if you're interested in working with living brave and exploring our offers, I know in this class, I talked a lot about storytelling mastery, so you can definitely reach out to me about that. That's an epic course about empowered marketing, getting away from pain points and urgency-based sales and into really empowering people to feel and convert loyal community members into clients quite easily through the art and the gift of storytelling. I have so much experience. I've, I've done full week-long screenwriting immersions. I have learned from the best of the best. I've explored my own brand and I actually started Living Brave as a storytelling platform. Ah, so you heard about the expand mastermind, which is almost full through 2023. It fills up on the back end. I have out of 19 or 18 of the women in there, 15 or 16 have just continued on. So that's really special to me. It's your space where you, you find your space and you stay there, expand mastermind for life. And I have my vortex, which is insanely valuable. It's like, if you could have the word abundance in an offer, this is what it is. It's all of my programs, monthly live calls with me, vortex only, quarterly pop-up vortex only, masterminds where I'm actually coaching you back and forth every single day in Voxer. You get all of the programs from last year throughout the year, as well as all the new experiences. We have a brand new experience coming up in January. We also have EBA unlocking EBA calls. We have a private vortex only call. It's like sometimes there's $10,000 in value every month. And it's just 13,333 for the year or 1,333 for the month. That will probably be increasing. It has consistently increased as we added more and more and more value to it. So if you add it all up, it's something like $84,000 in value for like a seventh of the price point. So if you're interested in EBA, you can actually go to my website. It's under group programs, the vortex. Not all of my offerings are on the website and some of the pages need to be updated. We're just growing so fast. And honestly, it's like, <laughs> you just know, and you know, I'm really sharing a lot of details on Instagram often. So you can go look at my highlights, start a conversation with us to know where the best fit for you is. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Without further ado, enjoy this episode. Today, I'm going to, I'm going to speak to your heart. And I'm also going to, your mind's going to be like, poof, 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 hopefully little light bulbs. But really my intention is that like, you feel a zing, you feel a truth, you feel a connection, right? Like it makes you want to move. <laughs> and so that's the most fun part of this experience. All right. So it means, literally, it means so much to me that you're here. 
Like I can't, I can't overstate it. I love creating for you guys. Like I, I just love this. And yesterday I sat, it's a Sunday and I sat at coffee shop camp with my partner and I went through like all these notes I had from the past month. And it was like, and I have 20 pages of notes. So, and this is all like a new stuff. This is alive. This is what I'm currently moving through. So I'm excited to deliver it to you. And I've got some notes so that I'm able to, you know, not totally lose my train of thought because I tend to do that. So evolution means to develop gradually, especially from a simple to a more complex form. What I found in my journey through entrepreneurship, which is a fast, fast to spiritual and personal growth, is that you are far weirder, more powerful, mysterious, and brilliant than you think you are. Anybody relate to this? So it's like this journey we get to just find out and become more complex and more integrated as we go. And Charles Darwin has been famous to say, it's not the strongest who survive, but those who are most adaptable to change, right? So those who are most adaptable to change, when you think about in your life, when you intentionally create change and you intentionally evolve, you are becoming stronger, more resilient, right? How fast can we just stay light in face of the only constant, which is change, releasing past identities and experiences? And the best strategists are the ones who can respond to now, right? Instead of responding to the weight of what was or grasping onto what they think should be. So being intentionally in a process of metamorphosis. So what we're going to cover today, identity, brand, and community. I'm going to tell stories. I'm going to help you. I save you so much mental stress, so much time. We're going to unlock tons of value with actual strategic business advice on branding, community building, how to embrace your evolution, become really unstoppable and magnetic in the process. So we're going to light a fire in your soul and help you strengthen your leadership and really step up your sustainability, especially in both in the structure and in the energy as you quantum expand. So really I was thinking about, and we'll talk about what that even means, but I was thinking about how many trainings are for like how I got started, my first million. And really when I think about from the first million in October of last year to now it's like almost 3.3, you know, 11 months later, however it is almost a year later. It's like, what happened in this time? I feel like that's a really cool conversation, right? And that's been more about this um, intentional creation of identity, of brand, of community, and really a choice to make this something truly sustainable. So I'm Shoshana Raven. If we don't know each other, I'm a business and leadership coach, and I have a big brand called Living Brave, and it houses masterminds and private mentorship and coaching programs and global retreats and a podcast. And oh my gosh, it's like the most fun journey of my whole life, right? I'm so grateful for it. And really, I'm in the business of bravery. What are you in the business of? I'm in the business of bravery. Everything falls under the umbrella of bravery. I'm in the business of gathering humans, gathering epic, extraordinary leaders. I'm in the business of building community and inviting people into transformational experiences from that space, right? I work with entrepreneurs mostly, but more so I work with the movers. And sometimes the entrepreneurs are the crazy ones, right? Like we're the crazy ones. I work with the crazy ones. I work with the movers, the shakers, the shifters, I truly love my life. It's taken me a long kind of stumbly road to get here. I am so not perfect, but I really do love my life. Like genuinely what you see is what you get. If you're resonating with this, let me know. Do we connect on certain things? I had like a dream, like a seed in my soul that I could become something great. Like I was like, what if I became something great, like a fire within me? I'm an 
easily excitable person, easily excitable person. I've got a rebellious nature. I never really liked authority figures. I like farmer's markets and froth on my coffee and family time and rom-coms and the lazy Sunday and epic travel and romance. That's me, right? I'm not a superhuman genius. I'm not perfect. I don't have a fancy business degree. I don't even know what the heck an opt-in rate is. I just learned yesterday. My boyfriend told me I should tell you that. <laughs> I was like, you know, your opt-in rate? And I was like, what's that? You should tell people that. <laughs> it's like, you should, you're breaking every rule that I know about marketing. So I just focus on what matters, right? I didn't come from this. I tried desperately to figure out the success codes. I tried to climb the ladder through the corporate world. I quit after a year because I was like, oh my gosh, waking up, throwing on a dress, sprinting down the streets of New York, getting an XL coffee, addicted to Adderall, working 60 plus hours a week as a shell of myself as a 22 year old. You know, my, my parents had a business together that failed. Employees kind of turned on them and imploded. And I saw a really dark side of entrepreneurship, right? My mom then worked 15 plus years in a library basement for $50,000 a year. After the business kind of blew up, I watched my dad sacrifice over and over and over again in office jobs. And he still in his 60s worked sometimes 12-hour days manual labor in his passion green lawn care business and barely pays himself. Okay. So it's like I didn't have like examples of just like this isn't normal, <laughs> you know, natural for me. And so it was amazing childhood. I love them and just want to tell you a little bit more about where I came from and who I am. What I have done maybe you have too, is striven beyond insecurity and fear and vulnerability. In 2017, I thought my life was over with a general herpes diagnosis. You know, one in two people will get an STI before age 25, and yet no one's talking about it. Sometimes it feels like the end of your life. Sometimes it feels like you're oh, just all of the conditional confidence burst. And I felt dirty and I felt like my life was over and I was never going to find love and goodbye, you know? Should have enjoyed it while I could. And I thought at one point, like, this can't be it. This can't be it. You know, after the, the kind of surface level spirituality and yoga and travel, it's like this one thing and the shame I feel and then falling into addictive patterns of seeking outside of myself and relationships that weren't feeling good and crying myself to sleep at night. Like, there's got to be something more. And then you hear the whisper. And the best thing about that whisper is it's not my voice. It's not anybody else's voice. It's your voice. Right. So I heard my own voice, my business attorney. I pretended I had to go on my first live stream. I know so many of you have heard little bits of this, but hopefully like, ah, oh, it feels nice to remember this show. So I'm going to tell you about the business. We've served thousands of people all around the world, have grown organically to a multi-million dollar business a year. I'm going to go back to 2020. I went live for the first time and I there was some noise and I was like, gotta go. I completely forgot what I was saying. It was so embarrassing. My first group program after the first call, I thought my career was over because I was talking so fast. Someone asked me to slow down. I was so mortified and embarrassed that I actually rewatched the whole thing over again with a pint of chocolate ice cream from Trader Joe's. I remember exactly where I was. I hit multiple six figures and I self-sabotaged and upper limited myself and let my only team member go. Again, I thought... <laughs> there's got to be another way, right? There's got to be another way. And then I heard the voice. Okay. So I've made my life about this work. I've learned from the best of the best. Like if you look at me, it's like, oh, has she struggled? Yes, I've struggled. But to be honest, I've bypassed a lot of the 
time and energy from learning and, and investing time, energy, resource trifecta into growing this. We did six figures, four months. We're on Business Insider with a story on that. Multiple six figures in six months. And I had to give financial information for that. <laughs> Multiple six figures in six months. 500,000 plus in my first 12 months. One million and a year and a half. 3.3. One year later, two and a half years of going full-time in the business, three years of having the podcast, right? It was so vulnerable to go through my heartbreak publicly. May 2021, my life came crumbling down. My partner of three years, I had a vision of life and marriage and our dog choo-choo and our house in the highlands of Denver came crashing down, walked out the door. Okay. And I, I went through that publicly with this whole community. I felt so insecure dealing with team challenges, scaling pains, really taking a stand for a new way of doing things, a new way of doing business. I had no idea what people are going to think. And every time along this journey, it's been thrilling and I've been scared every step of the way. Last year, around this time, around my birthday, I had an in-person event in Denver to celebrate two years of the podcast. I stood in front of 50 family and friends. We had a photo booth. We had big balloons. I'd never had that before. Like the big balloons, living brave sign. I got all mic'd up. <laughs> it really felt like, oh my God, I totally just made it to myself, right? Like that's... I was just like, oh, I do programs all the time. What was that? Like, it was new. It was scary. It was new. It was scary. Every time. Yesterday, yesterday, I cried making my first ad. I cried. Oh, I was just like, oh, it's new. It's scary. It's hard. Right. And my partner was like, aren't you giving a presentation to 400 people tomorrow? And I'm like, yes. This stuff is scary, <laughs> right? So in this conversation, I hope maybe you're inspired to like, go, go try some new stuff. There's been so many iterations of me on this journey. There's still so many dimensions to me. I've got scared me. I've got sad me. I've got blissful me. I've got very insecure me. I've got, I'm a fucking, sorry, sexy. I'm a savage. I'm going to take over the world me. I've got driven me. I've got lazy me. And I still wonder every single day who I'm going to become, who else? So evolution is often really hard for people. It's often really hard, right? Because we have a story of who we are, which is the ego. And it's very much trying to maintain its sense of self because the truth is we're the totality of it all. And to move through the world, you know, we're trying to like protect ourselves, not just be, and our heart just blasted open. <laughs> we got to like do things. So we create a story of separation and we create a story of who we are. And it's so tightly wrapped up for most people. But in reality, What's so hard about that is like who you are online is who you are in a way, but not in totality, right? Who you are in your relationship is who you are in a way, but not in totality. And so when you embrace it, it's like, if you decide to change, it doesn't change who you are. And it's hard. We'll talk about this day. It's hard when other people think you've changed. It's like, no, my heart's the same. I just decided to change what it looked like and how I want to express it. And so when we don't accept this, that's who I am in a way, right? It creates friction and shame and fear and lies and all this. Has anyone been like, who am I even with this person? I forgot because I'm like, this was my mom. And I'm like, who, what am I like in this place? I don't even know who I am. And it creates like fear rather than just letting ourselves be an evolution. The truth is, I don't want to be known for one thing. Do you want to be known for one thing? I don't want to be known for one thing. I don't want to be a slave or an employee to a past identity or expression. Do you? I will not be an employee to a brand I built 
right? All right. So identity, who we are is who we've been, right? And to be something else, then we've got to start now because who we're going to be is who we've been now. And so we all feel this, we've heard the hero's journey, right? And this is like story development, something we're really going to dive into and storytelling mastery, right? But all of you have probably heard of the hero's journey. Like you hear the call, the call to adventure, right? You hear the call and you're at one identity and then you hear a call. That's a desire, the life force of the universe. That's the feminine, right? The feminine call, like that desire, that call to adventure. And then you go on the journey, the hero's journey. So you start here and you end here, the path to accomplishment. And so what people can see is the outside. It's the outside world. But underneath is who you become along the way, right? And so that's the first hero's journey to accomplishment. But what we know about the hero's journey is it's actually a circle, a loop. Again, and again, and again, and again, and again, right? So you go on the hero's journey. People on the outside can see what you do. You know who you become. And the worst thing is when you forget that journey of becoming is the thing that completes a loop. And you forget that part on the path to striving for something, right? So we focus on who we're becoming and what we're building at the same time. Got to focus on both, right? And then there's a second hero's journey, which is contribution. I went on this hero's journey. That's why a lot of the people I work with are entrepreneurs, coaches, mentors, guides, healers, leaders, right? Because they're like, I went through this hero's journey. Now I can lead other people through that. So now it's about service, my journey and now service. But there's, they get kind of crazy with this because you actually, then you start to be on this path of contribution and also the path of your own journey. And then you go through something and then you teach it and then you go through something and you teach it and then you're doing it all at once. Oh, <laughs> right? And this is, this is what we're moving through again and again and again. So if you're stagnating in your purpose, the first question that I usually have is like, are you doing the personal work? If we're stagnating in one, the contribution, are we doing the personal work? Are we continuing to work on ourselves? Are we going on the hero's journey? That never ends, right? So go build, go develop competency, right? And then we keep on going. So bravery, anyone who's in the Dripping in Gold Masterclass, that was amazing. We talked a lot about bravery and confidence. Bravery isn't a place that you land. Confidence is kind of a place that you land and there's infinite levels, but bravery is the momentum, right? That drives you forward. And so it's really brave to be on the process of discovering who am I? Like I'm far weirder and more complex and powerful and brilliant than I think. So who am I? Let's go find out. The thing is, so many people feel that, how could I possibly share this? Everybody already knows it. You think everyone knows it because you surround yourself with powerhouse humans who know it, right? But the majority of the world, it's like, they need what you got. It doesn't matter if all your friends are, are teaching it, right? But only your vibe is yours. Only who you are, far weirder and more complex and brilliant than you know, is yours. So the vibe actually matters the most. Your evolution, your identity matters the most, all you really need, all that really matters is that what you're sharing is valuable and that you allow yourself to keep growing and standing out in your identity. I often say it triggers a lot of people. And sometimes I forget. Sometimes I forgot to do a lot more trigger warnings. Like if you're triggered by me, if you feel this way for me, lean in. But I just trust that y'all are the kind of people that either you're kind of past some of those things or you're in it and you feel it and you know your triggers are your compass to where you get to grow next. Right. And it's either something you desire to express, something that, you know, something that's um, shame within you, something that reminds you of someone else. So you don't quite like 
literally these past emotions are rising to the surface so that you can go heal them and you can release the weight of these, you know, reactive responses. If it's not for you, if something I say isn't for you, just be like, yeah, it's a buffet. I'll take what lands, leave what doesn't. Something has a big reaction, hold on to it. So one thing I say, because money often is one of those triggering things because so many people tie their worth to it. So therefore we get hush hush about it because, oh my gosh, if we talk about something that has power over us, but really everything in the darkness has power over you, right? So I often have said like, the more me I am, the more money I make. But really what's behind that is the more me I am, the more I can really serve. The more me I am, the more I serve. So as I get rich, both in wealth and in life experience, we'll talk about what wealth is, people get better. As I get rich, people get better. As people get better, I make more money. Therefore, the more me I am, the more wealth comes my way. Money is one product of wealth. So my main strategy is I keep growing and evolving. And so my community keeps growing and evolving. Because when you come to a class like this and you're on Dripping Gold last month and you're like, oh my gosh, this is a different person. This is a different teaching. These are new stories. That was amazing. What does she have next? That's my strategy. I keep growing. I keep evolving. That was so amazing. What does she have next? All right. Instead of trying to pretend that I've landed at this place and brand everything that way, it never changes. I wonder, like, what's the next installment in the story? First identity. I'm going to go through different identities that I've chosen. First identity, the living brave. I am brave. I am brave, right? If anybody you are watching this or you see certain people that you admire, maybe I'm someone that you're like, yeah, I love the way she runs business. Like you've got something in your soul that's like, that's going to be me. Anybody feel like that? Like that's going to be me. But then there's this voice that's like, but for some of you, like, I'm not ready for that. I'm not worthy of that. And so the secret that I'm going to share with you today is the truth is no one has it figured out. Like, oh yeah, yeah, show, show. no, no, I'm serious. No one has it figured out. I've I've been in dozens of masterminds. I, I hang out with people as successful, more successful than me, and they, they don't have it figured out. Right? The only difference between you and me, you and the people that you look up to, is I gave myself permission to not only hear the call, that call, that whisper, to adventure again and again and again, but to be one of the crazy ones, to actually submit to that call, to submit to the call. The truth is business isn't hard. It's not actually confusing. The things that you say you're committed to aren't actually hard. Taking radical personal ownership to just go. That, that's brave, right? In this room, it's easy. You're just like, oh, Ruba blast through shame. I'm a shame slayer. Like everybody here loves you. But out there when they don't agree, continued permission again and again and again, when they say, who the, do you think you are? And I say, I am living brave. Thank you so much. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to tell you who I am. No one gives me that right. No one gives me that permission. Who do you think you are? I am living brave. That brave permission is my qualification. What's your certification? What's your qualification? I live this work, right? When I learned this, when I finally figured this out, I had no choice. I had an obligation to share the Living Brave podcast, which I had no idea. First, I never knew this thing was going to be a business. Are you kidding? I did a retreat. I made $3,000 on a retreat in November, 2019. And I was like, 
I'm floored. Like, I didn't think I was a business person. Like, I just launched this freaking podcast because I was going to pop. You know, and the only reason I launched it was because, oh my gosh, my creative expression. But I, I felt like the best way for people to heal, to learn about themselves and to rise is if I reveal myself in a way that's very uncomfortable. The best way for people to learn about themselves is when I reveal myself in a way that's very uncomfortable. And that felt like an obligation. It's also brave to lead from where you are, to look at the reality of where you are and where you, what you actually want, and then walk through the doors when they open. Right? Most people in a moment of amp, without really getting intimate with themselves about the truth of their lives, in a moment of amp, it's like, I'm ready, bring me the multi seven for your business and 10,000 new followers. It's so easy in a room like this, right? And then the window opens, there's the moment of action, the mentor appears, the program appears, the decision is there, and then there's an excuse, okay? So I'm not here to shame anyone, to push anyone. I just want to empower us because that's not power. It's actually powerful and better to say, I'm not ready. Not I can't go. I'm not ready. I won't go. I'm choosing not to. What's not okay is building a life of what might feel real in the moment, but fantasy, fake the dreams not based in reality, driven by fictional commitment. And that's where most people are making big claims out of fictional commitments, not really getting intimate with where they are. And then the doors open. We don't walk through the door, right? So the leap, the walking through the door, that's a trifecta of investment, time, energy, resource. I really don't think you can do it without one. And I think if we don't hit the trifecta, we're kind of just bullshitting ourselves. If you don't have time, energy, or resources, that's the reason you have to walk through the door, right? There is one way. There's not the easy way. There's one way. It feels like there's, there's a brave way forward. There's one way. You walk through the door. And the only thing in the way of that door is your brave, bold commitment again and again and again and again. And so you learn to love it. You learn to see it for what it is because it's the same feeling every time a different number. Whether this is investment, time, energy, resource, same feelings. I can tell you my first $6,000 I invested in a mentor, $7,000 when I made $0 in my business to $175,000 in a mastermind. Same feeling, different number. It's like that. Ooh, oh, yes. We are walking through the door. The door has appeared. I am walking through the door. And it's a full, it's a full commitment. Imagine this. Let's get married. I'm like, we'll see after three months, right? Let's just, let's do the whole thing and then see after three months. Like, we're 80% committed to each other. It's a hundred percent, right? It's like, we're going all in. What does it look like? Nights where you stay up late. Moments where you wonder what the heck, how, like what? How am I going to go? Like, what is the lesson? Please, someone show me what's on the other side of this. Did I make a massive mistake? No, I trust, I trust. Okay, right? Giving a crap is heavy sometimes. And I'm just going to say it. Like, I want to stop bypassing, like, you know, what it takes to really be doing something big, to be disruptive, to disrupt, like to care so much because I don't teach the kind of leadership where it's like, oh, you just don't care about what people think. Because if I cut myself off to love and to feeling, I do that with, with people who are attacking us. We do it to people we love. No, I don't care. So you care you still care a lot, right? You care a lot about people. 
And so the truth is most people will empower you to stay small. They'll empower you to do that all day long. And you choose something different. We live at a level of truth with ourselves when we do that. Where am I? Right? Where is my business at? Where is my love life at? Where is my relationship with myself at? From that, really, where am I at? Then I can get clear about my stories about it. Oh, I haven't really shown up in a while. Huh? So let's, let's get real about that. How do I feel? I've got a story that I'm not enough, that I'm never going to make it, you know, that I'm lazy, all these things. Okay. Now, now we can get clear about the stories and change them. And then when we evolve, we evolve in a foundation of reality, right? And if, if we can't come, I truly believe, like, if we can't come back to the basics, the foundation, we're living in a false world. This is why, like, when I see people who, who run away from personal growth, simple business strategy, energetics, sometimes I see it's like, it's, it's not looking at the facts. Like, this is the base, right? Like, come back to the basics, our ability to come back to the basics, simplify, look at it for what it is versus running off trying to find something that's going to fix in a fantasy world, right? So I am brave. I am a shame slayer, truth teller, okay? So I'm brave and then I'm a shame slayer. I'm a truth teller. I tell the whole truth. So I'm going to sprinkle business, like really business strategy in here. The number one reason people do not follow, they do not tell their friends about the things they don't buy, they don't invest is trust. Yes, trust in themselves, which we do through our content, through storytelling. But trust in you. People are actually quite brilliant. I think you're all really brilliant. I think if I was faking something that you'd know, like I have a belief about that, so I tell the truth. In a world of so much falsity, where a lot of people are lying, we'll talk about why we lie and it's okay, like if if we've done this. To be real, is like heard cut through the noise versus what they teach is always unattainable aspiration, unattainable aspiration, pedestal yourself. We'll talk about what that does too. Okay. So most people are hiding, but in plain sight, right? You start a business or you're, you're at, you just hit your six figures, but someone else, you know, have seven figures or whoever you are. And it's like the ego convinces you you're not enough. So what do you do? Instead of leading from where you are, you lie. And so you try to save The only thing is you can't actually save people. And the only people who show up when you want to go save them is the ones who want a savior. They're a match to a falsity. They're living in a false reality. And then don't be surprised when they crucify the savior. Okay. This is what happens. So we lead instead. I often say, say what's alive, real, and true in the moment. Okay, so lead from where you are, where there's nothing to hide versus you're not there yet, so let's lie. Okay, so for example, it's like three steps to embody a feminine. And it's like, you just stumbled across this one month ago. Like, practice it, practice it first. You know, it's cerebral right now, practice it. Five steps to sell high ticket. Are you even a high ticket buyer, right? This is important. We've got to be real and just share the emotion around what's really happening and make it relevant to people. It's not just sharing in a diary. That's a difference. And we'll use the art of story in leadership, in business, right? And more in storytelling mastery, but I'm going to, I'm going to share with you today, like be real and share your emotion around it and make it relevant 
for them. What happens when you stop trying to be an expert? Some people, here's how you position yourself as an expert. Here's what you say to call on high-level clients. You start focusing on the stuff that actually makes you an expert. And before you know it, you don't even realize it. You've become the expert. Okay. A lot more on this in storytelling mastery. So most people are telling the truth. I have a lot of high-level entrepreneurs doing multi-five, six figures a month, you know, come in. They're like, I'm telling the truth. I'm being vulnerable. I'm telling stories. When I look at their page, the stories are five years old. It's not vulnerable anymore. Like vulnerability is emotional exposure, risk, and uncertainty. You're telling the same story again and again and again and again. It also mirrors a lot of the same stories. It's a good story. Cliches are cliches for a reason, right? But I was in my corporate job and quit my corporate jobs. It was so stifling. And then then four years ago, I could have never imagined that I'd be living the dream life. Here I am now. And I'll tell you the five step. Right? What? We're going to also talk about how we don't share so much, how we actually bring people into the emotion, into the story, add depth, color, texture, hook. We're going to dive deep a lot more into how we tell stories, right? But like, because it's really easy to bore people actually on the internet these days. So we want to bring in vulnerability. You can tell the stories you've already told. There's a new way. Maybe there's a new vantage point. But I feel like the people kind of crushing it who are like growing because like, what the heck do you have next? They're, it's like what's happening today, right? But this holds a really high standard of leadership, actually. It's not just like I was A to my partner, the end, super stressed in my business, but teaching uh, how to overcome burnout, the end. I'm really scared about what my family's going to say about this, so I don't share it, <laughs> the end. Part of me still doubts my ability to serve the women who have called into my spaces, the end. That doesn't work. Right, so there's got to be a punch that requires that you walk through it. I always tell my clients they're coming to me with something. I help them through it. I'm like, why don't you go lead yourself through this? We just had a breakthrough. Go deepen into this. Go like find some reflections and then share. It's like, oh my gosh, right? You've got to move it. It's like I was a to my partner, and then I was stressed, and then I decided I'm not available for stress. I don't do stress. I shifted from doubt to wonder and awe and gratitude. I've called these women into my space, right? Like we teach from what's alive today. I was sharing this concept with my partner. I was like, you know, most people are telling like the old story, but like today's story. It's like, what do you like? What do you mean? And I shared in a recent live stream, so I won't go deep into it, but I'm sharing in my Becoming Brave call, one of my, my current like mini mind programs that we're playing with a new project in my business. And we go to start the project and we came across this, this roadblock. And I was so excited. And I just get technology, all oh, everything, right? I have a program called Chill Rocket Ship, where you ask yourself when life is a storm, how chill could I be? And you play a game with yourself. It's my favorite thing in the world. And I just shut, like my body shut down. I was just, I didn't lash out at him. And I think I was just like, oh, it's never going to work. And then the next day I approached him. And he was like, so what about last night? Your whole, your whole life philosophy flew out the window, right? And I'm like, ah, but I'm, oh, I'm mostly embodied. I mean, I led myself through it, right? He's like, did ya? <laughs> I'm like, well, it's 16 hours later, you know? And then I felt a little embarrassed for a moment. And again, we feel something and then we start to add heaviness because we make ourselves wrong. And this is why community is important. Having people in your corner is important. Because he said, you know, I love you more now, right? Like, 
do you know that? Because yesterday I was like, okay. <laughs> and then I told you all, and I was like, I really think my community loves me more because I just told them the truth. It wasn't like, here's the way I slayed the day. Here's the way I stopped myself in my tracks and tried something new. Here's the way I embodied my teachings through doing the best that I could, not being perfect, but using the tools in my toolbox. But this was like, actually my life philosophy, children rock, like where was the children rocket ship? I have no idea, right? You know why this is real? Because the truth is magnetic. Shame around the truth is repelling, okay? Shame around the truth is repelling and it manifests our greatest fears. The truth is magnetic, no matter what the truth is. That's the crazy thing about it. You hear someone say something, Oh, that's so terrible about, you know, who they've been or what they've done, but they say it in ownership. And in some way, I want to work with you. Oh, I fall in love with you. I see myself in you because there are parts of me that aren't able to do that yet. And in you doing that, you liberate me. Right. And so we want to be truth teller, shame slayers in our evolution process. Say what's real right now. So I have amazing clients. So many of them are here who I've been able to work with for a year, two years, you know, like even almost as long as I've been running this business, one of the, the beautiful women that I get to work with, her name's Emily Bingham. She's amazing. Move through. Anyone know Emily? So Emily came to me in 2019 at the end. I actually reached out to her in the beginning of the beginning of 2019. So she could be on my podcast. I was like, Oh my gosh, her story is so inspiring. No, she's a young widow, her two beautiful children and her husband passed, you know, to cancer. And she started sharing her story um, to inspire people online to move through grief in an empowered way. So she was really struggling to sell a, I think it was like a $300 workout course. And we started together. She joined EBA VIP. She started to build her programs. She started to like see results. She started signing one-to-one clients. She made her first group program. And then she came back into our world with a one-off intensive. And I swear we like we go through so much in one hour together. It was insane. It was like, we have a lot to work on. And she joined the leadership mastermind for six months. And then she joined, when I combined my mastermind, she joined expand for another six months. This woman has now had consecutive five, multiple five figure months in a row. She meet, she reaches millions of people, millions of people with her platform. It's because she's a leader, right? And something she's done. I wanted to give you an example. One thing that we've been working on for her is evolution of identity to scale, right? Something that's like, I don't want to like the old stories. They feel good. They work, but oh, I'm becoming something like, I want to let that out. The pleasure, the celebration, the joy. And that's scary. You know, it's like a lot of people like, who am I to celebrate? Especially like in light of what I share online. And so she went online. She said, listen, grief and celebration don't necessarily go hand in hand, but I'm taking a stand for this. And it's scary. It's so scary. And she said this to millions of people. So if you're scared, if I show up to these classes and I'm scared, I say, I'm nervous. Come on, do you see this? Right? Like, (laughs) it's the truth. It's the truth. Okay. So you've got to be willing to speak to those who are already privately in the corner of their minds and their little circles, questioning the dogma, questioning status quo. When you do that, when you're like, these don't necessarily go hand in hand, so it's scary because I'm going against the status quo, but like, ah, oh, I believe in this, right? Like when I say, listen, the way business has been taught has been super masculine, mostly by men, for men, the way men buy and sell. So I'm, I'm calling for a new way when I talk about sexual expression, financial liberation and shame slaying and all of these things. It's like a third of people are mad, very, very mad. A third of people 
are perplexed and very confused. Like I have no idea what the season says, you know, and a third of people are really freaking excited. Those are your best people. Those are your clients. Those are your customers. Those are your community members. They can handle a more sophisticated explanation than most people can or will tolerate. Those are the people who are here for the stories, for the, for the thought leadership, for a real connection with you. So next identity, I am a leader. This came next. I am a leader. The yes and the no. Leadership lives in the yes and the no is what I often say. What we want to do as leaders is hold the void, the space between where we are and where we're going, the maybe, the things we can't control. We hold uncertainty in the world. But what do we have to do in order to hold that is create an anchor and eliminating the maybes that you control. Maybe is not in the leader vocabulary, right? So isn't it kind of brilliant when you're like, do you want to do this? Someone's like, no. You're like, oh, but we kind of have this like moral code where you say maybe when it's really a no, because you don't want to tell people the truth. And it's like, if you just start saying yes or no, it's like, gosh, that's, that's hot. Right. That's great. Thank you. Just cleared up a lot of confusion for me. So the yes and the no, the fear or the faith, okay? The limbo or action. The maybe space creates this thing called starter limbo. And it happens like at all stages when it's like, you've been talking about this for a long time. Yeah, but I don't know what this is. Maybe, 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 maybe. So I'm going to read to you. (laughs) I'm going to read to you a post that I wrote. And this is why it's kind of cool, right? When you write things online and then you can come back to them later down the road and you're like, gosh, that's still true. And then I get to refine it. But this one's like, it's, it's real and it's true. This is about leadership living in the committed yes and no. Leadership lives in the present moment choice point. Followers wait to feel ready. Followers let time choose for them. Followers seek permission. Followers find safety in a tried and true approach. Followers demand to know the how, the timeline, the certainty. But there's one about leadership lives in the committed yes and no. So we're going to we're going to link to it somewhere. Okay. But it's just like, this is, I hope maybe you're like, oh yes, that speaks to my soul because this has helped me. This leadership lives in the committee. Yes. And no, it has helped me make massive changes, changes in my life that would have stayed in a maybe until life forced them to be a yes or a no. And I blamed it on fate. So I chose my fate. I did a training once about that. Eliminate the maybes from your life. My partner of three years was sitting across from me and I was like, you've got to choose the yes or the no. And I swear the next day we went through the breakup that we should have had. I mean, everything happens in its timeline, but should have had nine months ago. Okay. So this one is called my business destroyed my relationship. It was one of the most painful experiences of my life. And I wouldn't change a thing. Read through. If you want quantum growth, expect quantum change. Your strength as a leader is defined by your courage to evolve, to let die, to make space, to birth something new, to rise from the ashes braver. I had a beautiful partnership, a vision of our life together, of growing old together, memories of falling madly in love, traveling the world, trying our best to do the work of being young together. It still hurts when I reach to that place. And yet I'm grateful we are brave enough to let go of something that no longer fit. Living Brave sent me on a fast track of radical personal growth and evolution. As I anchored into my leadership and set new standards, everything had to match. One of my core principles is that leadership lives in the committed yes and the committed no. I got crystal clear on what I wanted at all levels. Every maybe hiding underneath the surface was revealed. People change their mind. You get let down. Life happens. Right isn't always easy. Good for you isn't always easy. 
When you grow in a positive direction, life only changes in a way that supports your highest expression. So what's to fear? Five months ago, I wondered why the people do this love thing. And then Living Brave held me to such a high standard that I quantum healed and surprised myself with how fast I alchemize wounds to wisdom. I wrote this in October, 2021. It's an edge for me to say it, but I can hardly wait to fall in love again. It's all worth it. What's meant for you will not miss you. What's meant for you will return in new form if you let go and trust. Your business doesn't have to come at the expense of your life, your values, your relationship. It's actually the opposite. You align so strongly to those things that you attract what you desire, repel what isn't for you, and shed, often painfully, what's no longer alive. In leadership, you're only ever asked to sacrifice, maybe playing small, fear, and lack of integrity. You can no longer live pretending not to know. No need to fear the natural cycle. Answers reveal with time. Stay brave. Oh, <laughs> so still true. <laughs> right. So that maybe space is that space where we drift. So most people are moving through life drifting. Drifting from purpose, drifting from focus, like life is happening to you, right? But you become the kind of person who you control your destiny. A lot of people are waiting. They're like, I'm going to become it. Then I'm going to take the action, right? Then I'm going to become it. Then I'm going to have it. But it's actually the reverse. What? You are not it yet, but you have the courage to do the things to become the person. It's backwards, right? Courage and action makes you the leader, right? So we go make it happen. We go fail in public. We go build character. Losing makes you a competitor. And then you forget fast. You've got to get good at forgetting fast, of letting go of what happened, right? How can I lead in hard times, people ask. We're still on I am the leader. It's easy to lead when you feel like, right? It's like, oh my God, in a day over the world today. But in hard times, like the, the failure, these are the leadership initiations. These are the stories that you tell on trainings like this. When you stand on stage with your mentors and your clients and you tell the stories, like those are the stories in the hard times. That's your credential. That, those are your qualifications. Herpes, heartbreak, haters, healing. I would be no leader without these things. There is pain and then there is suffering, right? Suffering is psychological. The greatest form of suffering in today's world, I believe, is a comparison wishing you were somewhere else. This is all psychological. It's not real. There's pain and then there's suffering. And you've got to choose that on the other side of your pain, there's a new version of you. You set a new standard for yourself in tough moments. You show yourself parts of you that have never been revealed before. And then when you find another version of you, you can help who you've been. The evolution, right? So, so what makes you a legend is that unconditional leadership. Because you exist, you are a legend. Not because of what you do, not because of the outcome, but because you exist and you choose leadership. You're a legend. So the next, I am brave. I'm a shame slayer, truth teller. I'm a leader. I am an entrepreneur. This is where things get real spicy, okay? So for the record, gather on up. I got a secret. Getting a job is easier. I'm not in the business of convincing people to do things that are hard. <laughs> no, thank you. When you have the knees on the earth moments, you're like, oh, shosh. I want you to just be like, I chose this, right? It's for people who are up for a challenge, aliveness, fulfillment, who flip safety and risk. It's like, it's riskier for me not to go find out. 
It's a particular type of person. It's for the crazy ones. And yes, if what you're valuing is stability and safety and clocking in, clocking out, and, and all of these kinds of things where giving a shit really is kind of heavy sometimes. And, you know, like learning things you've never learned before and like stretching yourself and death and rebirth and evolution, and identity and personal brand and people like for the record, it is for you if you desire a challenge. And if you desire to really anchor in that everything is figure outable, everything is figure outable. This is entrepreneurs in the business of solving problems and elevating solutions. Right? So we heard like, is it I can't afford it or it's not a priority? As an entrepreneur, I want you to take out, I can't afford it. And just, it's not a priority yet. That's it. It is not yet important enough to figure out. Everything's figure outable. It is not yet important enough to figure out. I want you to take all of your power back. Okay. This is real power. I can't, I won't yet own it. Right. Everything is figure outable. What's a priority. What's important enough to figure out another thing about entrepreneurship business, the currency exchange of money. Right. So we've got to really build an empowered relationship with money and we've got to understand money. This was a big BIM identity entrepreneur. All right. Or it's like, I have a hundred dollars. Would you like to buy it for $10? Everyone's here is like, would you take that? A hundred dollars. Would you like to buy it for 10? Yes. I have $10,000. Would you like to buy it for a thousand? Yes. Of course. All right. And out of those two options, what do you choose? Which one are you going to go for? They're like, uh, what are the biggest exchange you've got? Right. And this is where it's so hard to train ourselves to think like an entrepreneur, like a wealthy person, ask the right questions. So many of the times we're like, what does it cost versus how much is it worth to me? How much is it worth to me? Okay. Most people think it's insane, utterly insane to invest hundred thousand dollars in coaching. And what I love is building a product suite where you don't have to, it doesn't make sense to spend six figures on my highest level coaching package. I have so many different places you can plug in, but say most people think it's insane to invest six figures in coaching. What about $300,000 in coaching in just over two years, right? That's my story. As someone who used to make less than $20,000 a year, like five years ago, I understand how absurd it sounds. College tuition at Columbia University and Ivy League schools, everyone know Columbia University, it's over $260,000 undergraduate for four years, $260,000. The starting salary for most people out of college, lucky if we get 50K, right? Prestigious university, maybe 100K. So we're putting in 260, four years, we're setting ourselves up for what the average salary is outside of entrepreneurship. The entrepreneurial starting salary, the career limit, right? Like, I didn't have wealth. Like I, I literally, like I started this, I was juggling so many side hustles. I, I was writing for this little small finance box. I started micro investing and I started building up a little bit of a savings. I was like, oh my God, if I do this for 40 years, I could maybe be a millionaire, you know? And it's like me, me, I'm running around this house trying to put the lights on and, you know, trying to like put on deodorant and do all these kinds of things and do the lighting right. And I like, me with my funky dance moves and I don't even know what an opt-in page is. And it's like, I'm going to be a multimillionaire, the first multimillionaire in my family when I'm like 30. That took less than three years, you know, and it's insane. And now it's insane to invest in coaching. Cool. No, 
Like, what are we looking at? How much does it cost versus how much is it worth, right? What 40 years of a traditional career would have gotten me thanks to a diploma, okay? So I will do a 300K investment for million, multi-millions in my pocket any day. Thank you very much. Okay, so I am an entrepreneur. Next step, I am a mentor. That's another thing you can choose, right? A mentor means I don't just teach this and create solutions online, right? Here, I got a product, it solves a problem or it's an elevated solution. I'm someone who lives the work. I'm gonna show up in this work. I earn mentorship. You earn mentorship through your energy, time, resource investment, the trifecta, the follow through, right? My own lived experience, the results that I get in my life, my knees on the earth moments. So when we stand on stage, thank God you have something people can relate to because your life was about this, okay? I am a visionary. What does that mean to be a leader, to be a visionary? Holding a vision for a future for yourself, for your clients, for the world that does not yet exist. That requires faith, belief in the unseen. Being a visionary means that I'm a great steward of ideas. When I'm a great steward of ideas, I get more of them. People ask, why are you launching all the time? I run with my ideas. They love me. <laughs> I run with them. The more come to me. If I hide them, if I reject them, I'm not a great steward of ideas. They don't come to me right? Next, I am a worthy, wealthy woman. I did this class in January, 2021. And I did it again this year and it's amazing. I didn't even look at the past version of the class. I did it all over again. It's three days, five hours. It's amazing. So good. In the beginning, money's new, right? Like as an entrepreneur, you're like, ah, oh, and your motivation when something's new, you meet your, your person, you go on dates. You just want to be with them all the time. Your motivation for life. It's you're excited about it, right? So you've got to experience that making money for the first time. It's exciting. And then there's this thing that happens. I was talking to my partner about this too, because he's has four different companies. And it's like, there's a superiority complex. Let's own it. How much have they made? You know, you want to like choose coaches. Like I want to work with the person who's made the most amount of money. Like, and you think this is high level, right? It's like, who else is in the mastermind? How much are they making in their business? Cause I've got to know if I'm going to be in that room. Hmm. Are they, and that's like, are they higher level than me? What you mean is how much money are they making, right? So then the rose-colored glasses come off and you realize that sometimes you're ahead and sometimes you're behind. And yes, money is a byproduct of your commitment and what you've created and all these things, but actually high level, you could be having real low level conversations in a room of people who make a lot of money. So money doesn't actually make you happy or heal relationships. And there's actually no number that solves loneliness or lack of security or suffering. And that joy, health, freedom, and love is independent of money at a certain point. Oh gosh. So you stop qualifying based on how much people make. I, I never fear for people also who like get in the rooms, right? It's like, you can make back $200,000 in debt in a month right? It's like, truly like I care. And that's why I qualify in my mastermind. Of course, I have programs that help you learn strategy and the how I have EBA is 20 plus hours of just straight business training, storytelling mastery, everything on empowered marketing. I have them sales, which is all about new paradigm sales, strategy, energetics, mindset. Like, so of course my mastermind, just the price point itself is going to, you're going to be at a higher level. And yet it's really about the energy. I don't qualify based on where you're at because people go in there and 10x the revenue, right? So who am I to qualify you based on you're at 50K and you want to make 100. You're at 100, you want to make 200. 200, you want to make multi-millions a month, right? Just where are you at? Mindset. 
embodiment. Come on. What does it feel like to talk to you? Where do you believe you're going? How do you feel in a room of powerful people? What are some visions you have for yourself? Financial, personal, let's have fun with it. Like those are the questions I ask. To be wealthy means for me, right? The richness of my experience of my life. Richness comes from depth of expression, like contrast, emotion, experience. And in this, oh my gosh, I always say my mastermind, my vortex, my people, you all, you're the most high level people on, on the internet. If we're looking at, these are the wealthiest people on the internet, like the depth, the expression, the emotion, the experience of life, the ability to experience relaxation and pleasure. So what you realize that when you haven't worked on your ability to access the abundance already in front of you, that's why I say I'm building millionaires from the inside out, right? To actually relax and experience pleasure, then that pathway isn't opened. So money actually does amplify those things, but you've already, like, if you don't know how to lean into that, you could be at the most beautiful place in the world, right? And you're not going to feel it. So I made a decision that wealth is more important to me than money. And that I will not sacrifice wealth for money. So you've got to be clear on your values and priorities. I often say, I am not available to make myself emotionally poor on the path of making my dreams come true. I am not available to become emotionally poor, to put myself in emotional debt on the path to pay off debt. And so you release the charge around money and you can actually decide to love it because you've stopped giving it so much power and you're like, it's an extension. I'm going to love it. Like in a really healthy freaking way. Like, I love it. I love it. It's, it's a tool for wealth in my life. And then you get to look at how long your time horizon is for returns, all returns and always and financial returns. I was just having a conversation with Hannah Joyce, who's the best. And she's like, she's invested a large sum in herself. It's all relative and investments. And she's like, people always say to me, your energy is amazing. It's not a coincidence, right? When it's like, oh, you're so lucky. You know what? On the outside, you're so lucky. How'd you get so bubbly? It's like, do you want to know time, energy, free source, commitment, right? Like I've invested a lot to be this person, right? Like the trifecta. The only one of time, energy, resource that is renewable is money. Time and energy, not renewable. Money, renewable. Okay. Stay with me. The only one of these that's not renewable is money. So there's one way to become a millionaire, say. It's two. So you've got these three things. You're going to put more time and energy in and then sacrifice money out. So I'm going to restrict money out. These are all these like really old school, you know, how to become a millionaire books. Like, oh, you know, if you cut out your latte in the morning, then you will not only be very depressed and not have this beautiful, joyful experience, but maybe when you're 80, you will be the millionaire next door that no one knew about. Right. It's like, oh my gosh, (laughs) more time and energy in, but you've got a capped amount of time and a capped amount of energy. And I don't know, but when you restrict yourself so much on self-care on actual wealth in your life, these are restricted even more. Okay. Or you use time and energy, but in a smart way, you're really strategic with it. And then you buy back with the renewable resource. The only one of these three things that's, this is how we collapse time. Like I'm excited about this. You buy back with money, your time and your energy, which is how we collapse time. And then you receive shortcuts. I've built a $3 million plus business organically online using storytelling. I've worked with thousands of clients around the world. Is it fair to say that I know how to teach storytelling? Right? Yes. Okay. So, and I've learned, I'm going to a four-day storytelling workshop. I already have the whole course. I'm going to a four-day storytelling workshop emerging next week. I'm so excited. All right. So you receive shortcuts. You receive 
calibration keys, right? People you just hang out with, you're like, I feel different, right? Or it's just like actual, it's tangible, the tactics, right? And then the, the application of that or that, look, there's a little pitfall there. And oh, we'll go look, look at the view there. So here you're less concerned with resources out and you're more focused on optimizing resources in so that you can keep investing the resources and keep bringing up time and energy. And then money is a tool for more money and more time and more energy, right? And they're all on different timelines. So you can do this, optimize resource in through maximizing time and energy, but there's a cap there, right? So I'm going to give you an analogy. Stay with me. You're going to think about this and you're going to laugh when you're at the gym. So say you want to lose 10 pounds. Maybe we're past this, but maybe, you know, you're still like, gosh, I want to lose 10 pounds, right? Maybe we can look at that like parallel universe. I want to become a millionaire or I want to pay off my debt. Well, you can put yourself in emotional debt and scarcity on the way there through energy and time sacrifice, which is capped. You can only sacrifice your time and your energy so much. You can also starve yourself, right? Time and energy. Okay, I'm going to do a budgeting, right? 500 calorie deficit every single day. And what, and restricting my food and what can I eat and calculate? I'm not going to go out with my friends. Or, you know, you can remember the whole point of losing weight. Why? To feel good in your body. Why? To feel good in your life. Why? To spend time with the people you love, to be present without worrying about your weight, to set a great example for your kids, to feel sexy for yourself first, inspire your partner, you know, excited, excited. Like, that's it. Except we get fixated on the number. Our brains like love numbers, right? And oh, how many industries profit off of that? How many industries profit off of that? And you literally create your greatest fears. And then you think you're not happy because you're not good at losing weight. You're so exhausted that you sabotage because you forgot why you were doing it. And then you think you're not happy because you obviously just suck at the goal. Okay, so God forbid this strategy actually works. Then you stumble across someone who's like glowing. And to your surprise, they don't talk about how many calories they eat. They don't look at spending calories. They actually, they're like, give me nourishment. It's opposite. And they actually focus on food, on eating, the nutrition while you starve yourself. And then they have all of this energy and vitality and they go work out. And the crazy thing about it is they actually love fitness. They've learned to love fitness, these crazy people. And so instead of dreading lifting weights, which was the marketing, the sales, the delivery, they're obsessed with it because it gets them results and also because it feels so good, right? And now the scrawny person who's deprived herself of food shows up reluctantly anyway to the gym is looking at this warrior as asking, how do you do so much? Isn't it exhausting? How do you launch so much? How do you do so much? And the worst part is the one who's starving themselves, dragging themselves reluctantly to the gym, asking, how do you do so much? Isn't it exhausting? Is trying to be a personal trainer. Oh my gosh, that's the worst part. Oh. Right? They've got a personal training business. What's happening? And then even the worst part, they're starving themselves on nutrients. They're binging on quick fix diet pills and they're buying lies and selling lies, which is an energetic match because it always is. And because the way you do one thing is the way you do most things. They're also kind of stingy and tight with money, right? Because they're not really eating. And then they buy tanning beds, cosmetic surgery, the best clothes, 
all while there's this high end glowing personal trainer who actually knows what she's doing. She's like, hi, if you need help, I'm right here. And it's just like, but how do you do that? Isn't that exhausting? I'm just dissatisfied. And maybe it's so painful. You're numbing using your t- that time, you know, that time energy with alcohol, drugs, smoking, TV, post. But as you do that, as you're like, chugging them back, posting on social media about the amazing workout that you had that day. And then they're an energetic match to people attracted to lies. And we said the savior, the one who's lying, like, I'm not where I want to be. So I might as well pretend I am, pretend I could save people. And the people who are a match to a lie, put you on the savior and then they crucify you. And then you fall off the pedestal and then you've got a bajillion refund requests. And then it's business just as hard, isn't it? Right. So there's an energetic match. I had a client ask me, how do you, she said like, how do you, I love her. We have such a good connection. She said, how do you push so much? And then she said, wait, is it that you're pulled and fueled by your work? Hmm. I was like, yes, that's exactly it. Like I am pulled by my work and it fuels me, right? It's like nourishment. It's like going to the gym, working out. I couldn't have said it better. So you expand your capacity, right? That's how marathon runners do it. They run three miles, five miles, four miles, seven miles, six miles, nine miles, five miles, 11. We don't stand there. Be like, but how? I can't even imagine running a marathon, right? And it's like, stop, don't yuck. They're yum. They love running, but it's the gear. No, you just go. You've just, you just gotta go. You just do it. And this crazy thing happens. It's insane. You speed up your freaking metabolism. So you eat even more <laughs> with joy because it fuels you, right? This is like spending more to make more pathways for money, right? We're getting the analogy. So we eat more to be able to work out more and then we're more efficient with it. So these CrossFit people get like insane results in 15 minute blast workouts. Like, is anyone, it's like, yeah, I did my, I just do this 15, like they, it's muscle memory. They push themselves. It's focused. It's like our business becomes, right? So we don't expand our capacity through thinking about doing it. We got to go asking questions like that glowing woman at the gym. She's like, may I help you? And it's like, yes. Can you please tell me how to do the deadlift weight thing? Like how am I, I feel like my knees are bending, but do I stick my butt out? You know? And she's like, well, let me see it. It's like, um, no, no, I really, I, I just feel like I just do it again. But could you give me pointers? Like, how do I do it? No, can I just see you do it so I can give you feedback on it? Like, just do it. It's like, but how? Just do it. Shut up. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> and then there's some people who do the same thing over and over and over and over and over and never invest in skills and mentoring and then just decide working out doesn't work. They suck at it or their audience just doesn't buy or the algorithm sucks or it must be their coach actually sucks. That program sucks. The strategy sucks. And it's like, yo, that hot girl at the gym, who's got it going on. She's like, let me freaking help you. You look like an idiot. Go hire her. Right. So this is like, this is why I sell myself unapologetically. Like I want to be like, come on, like come do life with me. I want to teach you things. Right. Like I, I teach it like no one else. I teach it in a way that's simple. I want you to go do it and I'll give you feedback. And it's amazing. Maybe it sucks at first, right? I wrote some funny notes. Maybe it sucks at first, but we've got to actually implement and show up. If it sucks too much, you know what? We go back to the cubicle with the sad salad. 
Okay, or we keep working because our mission, our legacy is so much bigger than what we can carry now. But I promise that you go on the journey to increase your capacity. You know, you're sore one day and it's like, ow, I'm sore, <laughs> right? It's like, maybe I should just do the same thing next time, get the same results and then blame fate. Or it's like being sore, it means I'm growing. I think, oh gosh, this is like, it, this is masculine vibe, right? Like <laughs> the reps only count when it burns. They're like, yeah. You know, we've all got like an inner masculine that's just like, yes, oh my gosh, we're a savage, right? Like the investment's so scary. Yeah. If it wasn't, I'd be concerned. Like there's a match. There's a match to brave action. Bring it on, right? That's the vibe. So we want to remember what our real metrics are. For me, I choose health and wealth, not weight and money. I went on a, like, I could cry thinking about it. Because I'm so, oh, like this is why I care about this work so much. Because when we spend all of our energy on weight and money, it's like, where does your life go? You've got one life. You've got one more day. You don't know how many more days. Health, wealth, like real, real world health and wealth. What is your life without health? I spent so many times, so much of my life starving myself, judging my body, and I felt, I've cried on a class before speaking about, uh, I went through my breakup and I knew fitness was going to be a big part of it, you know? And I spent so many hours of my life, like on ellipticals, you know, wishing time away. And I was like, I'm going to love fitness. And I, I never weigh myself because it's a trigger, but I weighed myself in the beginning and I like got my body fat measurement, whatever. And it was like six months later, eight months later, and I did it again. And I weighed exactly the same, but I had four and I sobbed. I was sobbing in my car. I was like, like, it felt so good. Like, oh, that was the metric the whole time. Like I was measuring the wrong thing, right? Like, that's it. Like I, I'm healthy. Oh, finally, so much time and energy is freed. Okay. So measuring the right thing, the worthy, wealthy woman or human being. I also made a decision, this is important, that no one makes decisions for me and they never will. I am in the kinds of relationships where I do not give or seek permission as an adult. I am not my partner's mom and he is not my dad. And he spends his money and time however he wants to. And so do I. And that is called romance and separation and not total enmeshment. Okay. This is hot. This is hot. I was at a conference last week and there was this man on stage kind of, he's like, yeah, you know, I go golfing all the time. And this man came up to him and said, you must not be married. He said, why would, what about me? You think I'm not married? Like, like what? I'm not married. He's like, Cause you're always golfing. He said, oh, my wife and I don't have that kind of relationship. I go golfing whenever I want. And if she wants to buy a house on the way home, she gets to do it without calling me. You know, it's like, oh, oh my gosh, right? Like we stop giving and we stop seeking permission. I'm also with someone like you just, you decide it's your destiny. Even if you love people, this is a personal decision, right? I'm also with someone who, when I was about to make that $175,000 in full investment and in something that didn't even wait list for months. He was like, oh, I'm surprised you're even thinking about it. Right. He's like, is there even a story where 
you don't like make that back or it's like a story where something goes wrong and you wish you didn't do it. Like, I don't even think that story exists. I'm like, you're right. Like did, and he said, did you consult with anyone at the level that you desire to go? I said, yeah, most people think it's crazy. Yeah, but I'm curious. Like, did you talk to anybody like mentors about this? Anybody at the level you want to go? And I cheered him on last week when he made a $50,000 investment in himself and his own coaching, right? So those are, you want to look at the kinds of relationships encourage us as well. And if they're not quite there on the same mindset level, you've got to decide, am I going to like create my own destiny here? Because it, it is possible, even though there's like, but I can't, but I can't, but you can. So the identity of a student, it's interesting, right? How this comes later the identity of a student. So I'm not a big football gal myself. Um, my sister did cheer for the New York Jets. It's a cool, cool story. I think that's the only time my family watched football is they like went to see my sister cheerlead, you know, get paid $50 for each game, which is crazy. They did a class action law. So after that, and kind of got some stuff back, but truly it's crazy. They pay these, these cheerleaders, nothing. <laughs> They're really professional dancers. Anyway, Back to football. Um, people say, you know why Tom Brady is like the best? His coaches say he is the most coachable player in NFL history. He is the most coachable player in NFL history. Open to feedback, evolution, to be coachable, be coachable. Most people are only comfortable serving people who are a million steps behind them who are just starting and there's a place for that, who see them as the only answer. So God forbid those people learn that you're coached. There's someone else who also has answers and who's great. And so there's something that happens on your journey that you actually learn how to lead leaders. You lead leaders and there's no shame that you also know how to be among other leaders and get led. And you walk among other leaders with pride, okay? You walk among other leaders with pride. And as you ascend, again, there's a part of you that's like, I'm comfortable with serving people who see me as the only one and we're a million steps behind me. I've got to get to a place where I could lead leaders and walk among other leaders with pride. Okay. And so as we ascend, many people have the complex of sharing teachers and mentors. Anyone ever felt like this? Teachers, other leaders and mentors. This is actually a very early stage thing is you become more developed in your ideas and the fact that you are unique, that there's room for everyone. In fact, like you've, you've built something, you're building something and there are other amazing people. You're right though, that there are people who just work with you because they think there's something secret and they'll work with your mentor because they just think it's working. Like the secret is working with the person with the most amount of money. Oh, well, the shortcut must be working with your teacher, right? That's not how it works, right? So here's the thing. They're going to learn and let those people learn because when you only work with someone because of how much money they make, you can't really access mentorship, right? It's got to be a relationship. There has to be love. There has to be commitment. There's got to be devotion. So you find someone who you connect with and you walk with them for a while. I love long-term mentoring. That's why I love my vortex. I love my year-long experience. It's like we go into every single pocket and dimension of your growth. I get to know you. We have so many live calls. It's insane. You know, some of those weeks of the programs, I see you every single day or something like Becoming Brave. We have a couple calls a month, but then I'm also doing something like this. Then we'll also do a bonus, just vortex only call. Like over time, we go through the crunchies. We go through the expansion. We go through the questioning. I learn about you. I learn about your relationship. I learn about your offers. Like I see the threads in all the different areas of your life. 
Okay. So the student, the student who chooses, you're going to decide you're going to learn from, you're going to let it be a real relationship, which is not just like, Oh, you're amazing. You're going to save my life. (laughs) You know, it's like, you're amazing. I think you're going to help me. You know, I can trust myself here and then let's commit to each other for a while and see what happens. Multiple people. Fun. You're awesome. You get to do that too. Right. So most people want honor. They want to be honored. Honor. When I think about this warrior S savage energy, which I'll talk about, which is what the next evolution is feeling like for me, there's like honor, right? When you think about ascending and leadership, deep honoring of your teachers, of your leaders, people want it. I want my clients to honor me, not just to love me and tell me I'm amazing, but to honor our time together, to honor, you know, what I've taught them. But most people have a really hard time of doing that. And so they get none. So I want to work on being a student, being coachable and honoring. And I promise it comes back when you do it. Okay. So the identity, love this one, the identity of dot, 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 the one. Has anybody heard of this concept? Like I am the one, like I am the one, like we are all the one, but there's only one prophet. There's only like one, one in your life. And it's you. And it's a decision. And I like in every family, there's the one, right? Like the one. And often it's the one no one thinks is going to be the one. Right? Am I right? The one who changes the course of everything, who frees us, you know, who liberates us, who paves a new pathway forward, who heals the trauma in our family lineage, who creates financial freedom. You know, who creates peace, who breaks out of the patterns of what this family has been in. Like there's the one and there's a decision that you're going to be the one in your family. And often you're the one that no one thinks it's going to be the one, right? And it starts now and it's you and it starts now and it's you. Do you know how very few people will spend their Sunday or whenever you're watching this two and a half hours, you got this far, it was two hours in on a training like that. You're the one. You are the one. Okay. You're here. You're the one. How exciting is that? So for me, like I always love to let you in on my evolution, where I'm going in this new season. So this new identity, I feel like this new season of like savage energy, right? Of like, I'm soft and funny and goofy on the outside, but like, I know what I'm doing. When it comes down to it, I stand up for what I believe in. When it comes down to it, I will stand up for the people I love the most. When it comes down to it, I am a warrior queen. Like that is the energy if that I'm moving forward into the last half of the year. I know how to market. I know how to sell. I'm amazing. Like I am so good at that stuff. I've learned from the best of the best. Trial and error. I have my own innovative frameworks and solutions. You won't find anywhere else on the internet. Like I've invested. I've already told you many, many, many dollars in my mentoring, but I've invested time and energy above all my leadership, knowing how to market and sell. That's one thing. Leadership is magic. You are magic in your leadership and your ability to adapt to change, to be in the evolution. Right? So what this looks for me is like standards, boundaries, CEO shoes. Like, you know, like I know, but now I know there's like another layer. It's like, I knew, but now I know. And then it's like, you know, like a deeper level, like I know who I am, right? And that, that level of letting go of the good girl energy. Most people suppress the emotion 
the pain, the pressure that comes from building really big stuff about being disruptive, you disrupt things. And so I want us to harness this energy and let it fuel us, our growth, our creativity, so we can connect to the fire of our inner voice, okay? Most people's problem is they think the dreams are further than they are. Depth perception, right? But the thing about you and your savage energy, you believe it's closer, it's already yours. And then you act in accordance with that and you don't ask for permission, you seize it, right? So part one, identity. (laughs) Part two, and these are shorter, but they're great. And we're gonna go more into the business. Part two is the brand. So the goal is we wanna have a brand that houses our evolution. We wanna have a brand therefore that is the truth because that's gonna be the thing that is the truth of our evolution. A brand that evokes feeling. Well, the one thing I'm gonna tell you is that no amount of marketing and sales strategy, which by the way, Storytelling Mastery and Femme Sales are like, if you want to learn business from me, marketing, sales, these are the programs. You can't fake passion. So today I hope like amps you up in your passion, your caring. You've got to care and respect. You've got to care about and respect people. One thing about a brand, why I want to invoke feeling, which storytelling does, right? Feeling and passion and be a stand for the truth is that a business that is transactional is very vulnerable, Okay. So customers are more likely to switch. If you think about services or products that you use, and it's like, you've got no emotional connection, you have no problem switching. The thing about in business and most of us, the businesses that you have, you only own long-term relationships or else it's just episodic income, another gig. Okay. So it's a series of launches, a series of ad campaigns. The only asset that you really own is relationships in business. So we've got to focus on this. Why my work My business strategy is helping you create value and community members and customers for life. Okay. That's customers for life equals relationships. A real relationship means I will accept and love you in all of your iterations. I'm excited to see who we become together. This is the energy that I evoke in my brand. Let's get great together versus the savior complex, the trauma bonding, right? My brand is like this. My core people love my evolution, right? They're customers for life because we have a real relationship. How do you do this? How do you build real relationships? Not an email sequence. It could be an email sequence is part of the pathway in which you do it, but you've got to show up for them in a way that's entertaining and empowering. It's very easy to be bored on the internet today. That's why I love the art of storytelling, the art of selling through launches that feel like parties, right? So this is why the art of story is so important. The emotion, the connection to depth. The brand speaks to a particular audience. Your personality is matched and it intentionally drives off others or else it's not magnetic. It's got to intentionally not be for people. Who is this for? Who is this absolutely not for? How fast can I get you off this page? So I can be really clear about who this is for. So what do we do? Our personality, our story and value is really important. It's got to match the right people and it's got to be real. But the problem is, as we go throughout business, and especially in the beginning at first, it isn't authentic at all, the personality in the story. I want to be the next dot, 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 dot. Does anyone like get this energy? Like, I want to be the next. That's not sustainable. There's a rubber band effect, a snapback effect, right? In relationships, like, you show up with someone or not. And then a couple months later, it's like, actually, who's really on? I could have let this get shot through in the beginning. So who am I really? And then the audience who's a match for that shows up. My journey, I think why we grew so fast, like I didn't try to market to people. I didn't even know it was a business. I didn't. So marketing wasn't in my vocabulary. It was like, I simply expressed myself. And then the people who are a match for it showed up. 
So when you find someone who really does that, there's a loyalty. And I want to see if you can give me an example, you know, a brand, a person like you'll stay with this person, the product that you have a real connection with forever. It could be someone who um, helps with something service around the house. You know, it could be like the coffee shop you have a, a real connection with. So even if there's something better, sexier, it even works better, cheaper, whatever it is, like you won't shift. But the thing is we can only really connect if one of us is really real, granting for permission for the other person to be. And the customer is usually coming to you to access a piece of themselves that you are embodied in. So if you aren't embodied, embodied and they aren't, there's no real connection. And then your business is at risk. So that's why I teach marketing and writing and storytelling because writing for sales only is transactional and it will work. And there are certain frameworks, pain points and super hyper urgency and things like this. It creates a transaction, writing for sales, transactional. Your business is at risk. Writing for influence equals a relationship. People talk about you. Has anyone here, you can think about a leader Maybe it's even living brave. You can think about a story that you heard and that you told at the dinner table later, or you were like, oh my God, you should meet this girl. And then she was saying this thing and blah, 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 right? People talk about you to other people. And so inside Storytelling Master, I'm going to talk a lot more about this. We're going to talk about how to influence what people say about you and how to build a legend through your story and through your brand. Okay. I want you to make a commitment to yourself that you're never going to let a media person or a marketing person tell you what to do and not to do. You're going to tell them, okay, this is really important. When people start to scale and then all of a sudden their employees, they are the employee to their employees. I don't even know what's happening there. I'm like, you tell people (laughs) what you're doing. You know, you are the visionary. And the thing is, guys, I have less than 2000 followers on Instagram. When I started my business, Instagram has been my main platform. People laugh at how small my email list is. (laughs) Like this class, 400 and something people signed up for it. And my partner's like, that's like a half of your email list. You know, it's like a third of your email list signed up your offer. Like we did that's the first six figures in four months. That was with like 2000 people on Instagram, friends and family, you know, like they are in your audience. You just have to speak to them. They, every step of the way, oh, but I want to talk about this thing. I want to go here, but like do people want to hear it. Are they there? I promise you. You just have to speak to them and they're perhaps a smaller percentage of your audience, but they're just dying to be spoken to and intellectually stimulated, right? Not like, here's why you're failing. Here's the five steps to da, da, da. They want a story. They want to be drawn in. They want to be out of the hypnotization of the online world. And this takes feminine strategy. This is how we build a high-end world-class brand, you know, versus just something for the mass market. Most of the business strategy out there is like, How do you reach the masses? But we're talking about like world-class high-end brand, the people who are ready to be intellectually stimulated, who want to rise with you, who want to say, who are we becoming? Let's find out. Let's do it together. Right? So 80% of people of the mainstream are not leaders yet. We still want to look at people as powerful beings, but most people are not leading, right? Leadership is just you desire change and you're brave enough to get in the room. Not brave enough to say, I want it, but to actually walk through the door. When the door opens, right? That moment where it's like, it's better to just say, I choose not to go rather than I can't because you can't. Okay. So most people try to convince these people since they're not brave enough to walk through the door themselves, need scarcity, pain points. It's exhausting. It makes you feel bad on the inside. And then there's 20%, the people in this room, you already want it. 
You, if I was like, listen, if you don't sign up right now for Vortex, you're going to have the worst year of your life. You're not going to have people to turn on. Like nobody teaches anything of value on the internet, but me, you've got it wrong. You know, doesn't it suck to open your phone and have nothing to write? Like, here's why people aren't signing up for your stuff. Oh my God. You know, you'd be like, ew, I, this training was really good up until this point. Telling those 20% of people that they need it turns them off. What program was it? And you want to remind me when I told the story about how my partner was hiring someone, she got the job and he called her to tell her she got the job and she wouldn't stop talking. And she actually convinced him out of it. So by the end of the call, he was like, we have to think about it. That's what sometimes we do when we're speaking to the people who already want it. And then we're convincing them they need it. And they're like, I just don't even know anymore. Actually, I was about to click pay. That's insane. Right? So how we do this, there's story. And how we do that is writing like an artist. Not We don't have to write like a fifth grader. There are people, marketers selling to the masses, write like a fifth grader. I don't want to read stuff written for a fifth grader. I want to read like art. So our job, your job, go out and live amazing stories. My job and what you're going to get better at is helping you tell them in a way that compels people to action and creates lifelong clients and champions of your movement. Okay. And that's another 10 hours, <laughs> you know, but like your job, your job, or else if you sign up for storytelling mastery, it's not going to work. You've got to go live amazing stories, you know, go tell what's alive, true and real in the moment, have a willingness to do that. So a brand backed by now feminine sales. So this is a huge shift I made before we hit the first million, but really more towards like, again, it's an integration process. You don't just say, I'm going to change the way I do everything. You know, it's like over time for me, the hands off, like I started playing more and more and more with feminine sales. So even since last year when I did cash out, which was all about like the energetics and structure of a sales ecosystem, intentional product suite, like selling the DMs, like all of this stuff, it's like, there's going to be more new modules. I'd never done a mystery offer. You know, there's been a lot more that I've added in terms of my sales process, the hands-off sales process, launching on vacation, like not having a sales team. Everyone tells you you need to grow with support coaches, sales teams, done none of that. Feminine sales, the brand backed by feminine sales, a brand backed by simplicity. All of the most successful people I know whose life I actually admire, both of those, okay, who are calm, creative, nourishing, balanced, have the same vibe. They're like, I try to tell everyone who's trying to get fancy, listen, girlfriend, slow down, do the simple things over and over and over and refine. I feel like everybody that I look up to and is super successful knows this. And yet everybody's running around like a chicken with their head cut off, trying to ingest more strategy. And then they over ingest, you're like throwing it up. And then you like comatose and you can't do anything because there's like a bajillion people just told you the only way to grow is their way, but you've just got 20 different answers. There are so many ways, but I'm going to give you my secret, right? My secrets right now. I'm going to tell you everything. So for me, engage, connect, and invite. So in post, this looks like, we hook people in. There's a story, there's value, there's an offer, right? Perhaps, sometimes. Guest speaking, I create a touch point with people and I give a lot of value. And then there's an invitation to build a relationship, a podcast. There's a headline that people want to learn about. There's a content. And then there's a next step or there's a next episode or there's a show notes, right? We engage with people. We draw them into our world. We connect and then we invite. So simple. Number two, 
business in its simplest form. And the crazy thing is, most people aren't even doing this. Gather, invite, gather, invite, gather, invite, gather, invite. Through challenges, through classes, through polling people, through showing up to events, through throwing a party, through even your social media as a place where you gather people, your email list, you know, and invite people. So this class, I'm like, oh my gosh, let's gather the most amazing people ever who want to learn about the evolution. And I'm inviting into three of my favorite things, you know, that are really this whole class is like pre-work for those for you to soar, right? So it's just, how am I doing that? You know, in my business and value, 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 or nothing works if you're not actually giving the value, right? So brand backed by business continuity. This is something that really elevated us, especially, you know, past that million dollar phase. It's like long-term, I said relationships, but long-term mentoring, membership, getting, you want to create a business where it's like, you know, I have people in Vortex every month. I have my mastermind clients. I have my private clients. The business is getting paid every day, right? Like projected income, you know, next month. It's like, great. If we did nothing, we'd be fine. This is really where we want to get serving the same clients, right? And then when we think about why we charge high level, it's not just because you want to high level, have a high level offer. You charge high level so you actually have the time and the space to create a quality experience and to help people get high level results. So your high level is like actually high level. And then people want to continue on, right? There's like half of my expand mastermind is already signed on for January. You know, some of them are like, I'm in for all of 2023. Like that's so cool. It's like long-term. Okay. Let's build up continuity. So do you have a place and do you have a pathway for people to continue? And this is also a huge part of the FEM sales course, but maybe this will spark something for you. So the evolution of brand, one thing that happens, like it's different for everyone, right? But there's like this honeymoon phase or even this grind phase. Maybe not, maybe, maybe not. But all you want to do is talk about the business. And then what happens is you take the laser focus off one thing and you start expressing yourself in other areas and you start going into other endeavors and you stop talking about the business so much, right? You don't need to like talk about it all the time. It's like on the spiritual growth journey, you want to talk about it all the time. And then you're like, oh, the most like... (laughs) (laughs) the one who's the most practiced is the one who's just listening. So you realize that your business doesn't ruin your relationships or your life. It's that you're, maybe you've been too laser focused on it. And I remember I was working with a client and she was like, she she was helping people build their own communities and movements. And she said, I'm kind of scared though, because I think I use my business as a coping mechanism. And so I'm afraid to help people grow their own because I didn't, I didn't have a, I didn't use it in that way. And I was like, would we say that about working out? Like, I, I, I wouldn't want people to work out because I used it. I overdid it. It's like, you overdid it. It's not working out's fault. It's not the business's fault. It's your relationship to it, right? Oh, my business is ruining my partnership. It's I'm, I'm afraid that, you know, I, I'm, if I make more than my partner, no, you just become too much in your masculine. And then you talk about business all the time at the dinner table. And then you train him to ask you about business all the time. And then you stress out about business with him. You've just let it infiltrate every area of your life. Right. So you, the evolution, my brand has been really an evolution and expansion of identity and therefore the brand expands. Right. And it's become more of a lifestyle brand. So it requires that we give ourselves a space to gain clarity on next steps in our lives, to give space. Right. Yesterday we were walking through the Aspen trees and I was like, let's think about last month and where we want to go this month, like personal four P's, personal purpose, partnership, and pleasure right? Like personal purpose, 
partnership. This could be like, you know, your love and the people close to you and pleasure. How did I do? What could we do better? And what am I really excited about moving forward? Like all these buckets of our life. And so when I'm focused on the four P's, personal purpose, partner, pleasure, my content is like, oh, by the way, <laughs> right? It's like, I'm in the business of Shoshana Raven, the four P's. And the less I'm in my coaching business, the more people want to work with me, right? So it's like, I'm like, oh yeah, by the way. And then people are like, oh my God, what are you up to next? Right? The days of here, the five steps are over, right? It's like information, transactional, commodity. Your people are here. And when we're talking about this kind of brand, right? For the next installment of the story. And in my life and over the past three years, there have been so many storylines at once. The romance, the healing, the business, the clients, the travel, the adventure, the feminine embodiment, the community, the identity. Who will she be next? I remember when I posted the first photo, my first, like, there was this little, I don't know what it was, prop. And then my shirt was off and I was like, Oh, and I wrote the whole post about how I came home and I was like, I took topless photos. And then my partner at the time was like, for what? And I was like, for me, for my business, my brand, I do what I want, you know? And it was one of those moments. And now I'm like boudoir photos and videos. <laughs> like It's just so funny. No one's, where is it going to go next? I don't know. But aren't you excited to know too? I'm excited who you're going to be. And that's the kind of relationship we have, a real relationship. Okay. So when it comes to why I teach feminine strategy in business, because when it comes to a mask and lead energy, they are more logical and formulaic. They like, like even the concept of a mystery offer, like you didn't give any details. Like they're, they're just like, what? That works. You know, or like they like the sales page. They like, they like to know the things. And like, we, I feel like the feminine in us, feminine lead energy, who hears like, I didn't even look at the sales page. I just knew you were the one. I knew you were the one. I wanted to learn this from you. Get me there. Like I just scrolled to the bottom anyway. Right. And we all kind of do this in a different way. None's right or wrong. Right. Like I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that we've been taught one way for a certain type of, of person and energy and buying. Right. So People work with you, not just because you're telling a story, telling a story, right? You know, it's a story four years ago, but you're building a story in real life. That's a brand, right? No one cares how much money you make. They care if your story changes their lives. Okay. I had zero clients, zero certification, but I had a story that changed people's lives in my podcast. And then the first client signed on and the second, the third and the fourth, and fifth, you know, and we went from there. So part three, community. All right, I feel good. We're going to evolve. We're going to take the brand to the next level. I'm going to find out who I am. I'm going to make these brave statements. Like I am a truth teller. I'm a shame slayer. I'm going to add my own. And then dun, dun, dun. What will they think comes in? Does anybody feel this? What will they think? Not just my family and friends, but like person closest to me. I'm even worried about what they're going to think. Oh, and then the random people on the internet. I'm worried about what they're going to think. And then my clients, I'm worried about what they're going to think. And then all of a sudden, I'm so worried about what everybody's going to think. So here's one thing I know for certain is that when you start telling the truth to yourself, that's why building our dreams from a foundation of reality. Where am I at? Where am I at? And you stop lying to the world. Where am I at? What are my stories around it? How can I evolve from a foundation of truth? And you stop lying to yourself and to the world something happens and you build real intimacy with yourself first and you access real true intimacy, the kind of relationship, like 
I'm going to love you no matter who you are next month, which is what we all want in our lives, right? Like I'm going to love you no matter what. I'm excited to see who you're going to become. And when you do this and you find real intimacy, you're so much less interested in relationships that are conditional on you being a past version of yourself. Has anyone felt this? Like when you do this, I'm not, I have access, truth and intimacy with myself. I'm not really interested in relationships that are conditional on me being who I was. Okay. So you evolve and something happens. Their response to you and your evolution either constricts or gives you freedom. The emotional drain, this is a vulnerability hangover. When you don't breathe into it, breathing into it, take the vulnerability high. And when you've done this class, you know, but the emotional drain makes you want to change abandon yourself. And so the conviction and the intimacy and the commitment to yourself really matters because in those moments when there's an emotional drain, you just, oh, you stop conforming. And the truth is if you have a great product and your character is strong and you're in integrity, it should not matter what you wear, how you want to express yourself, what you're learning about, who you're spending time with, what you're investing in, whatever the heck it is, what you call yourself, you're a shame slayer, you're a savage, you're a warrior, goddess, priestess, I don't know. It shouldn't matter if you do good work in the world and you're a good person. And there are people in this world and think about, I know all of you are probably one of these people who are going to commit to be. That if anyone you love went off and went got wildly successful or expressed themselves in all kinds of new ways, you'd be like, that's my greatest dream and wish in life. And then there are people who don't yet have a sense of groundness, stability in themselves to be the kind of person that when that happens to someone they love, they're not able to not question themselves and not doubt themselves and not by your expression constantly, am I enough? Are they going to leave me? Why are they even hanging out with me? And the thing that we do, sometimes you try to be things for people who give you nothing back when there's an opportunity to liberate yourself and free even one person in the process, right? Showing yourself is powerful. It's not weird. It's not weak. It's not dirty. Okay. It's the way that people can learn and heal through you exposing yourself in a way that's uncomfortable at first because evolution is hard for us in our ego mind. So extraordinary dreams tend to bother ordinary people. I'm just going to put it out there. Extraordinary dreams tend to really bother people living ordinary existences. And so that's okay. If they aren't someone you'd trade places with, I wouldn't listen. It's not that you stop caring. You just stop changing your path. Okay. In a world where most people are like, I'm not where I want to be. So I'm going to lie. I'm ashamed about where I I am. So I'm going to lie. In a world of a lot of lying, the truth for some people, it's received as a weapon of war, the truth, right? When someone speaks with conviction, right? With authority, with self-trust, it sometimes makes people feel uncomfortable, especially if they don't trust themselves. They haven't found, they haven't learned how to trust themselves, right? So to wake up every day and have the courage to submit to the call, to actually do what it takes, the work every day, one thing you've got to do is let go of people, places, and things that tie you to an outdated, smaller version of yourself and keep you in falsities, right? And so I heard someone say something similar, like you've got to let go of people and places and things, you know, at a conference I was at. And I, I was like, yes. And I remember a post that I wrote in June, 2021. I just saved it. So I won't have to scroll back. <laughs> so it says, permission to let go of an outdated version of yourself 
including the offers, people, environments, and habits that tie you to her. You are meant to discover the woman created through this initiation process. This natural flow of things may feel like a tidal wave, anchor in, you're built for this. The growth hurdle where most entrepreneurs stall and lose momentum, the checkpoint that makes or breaks leaders on their way to the seven-figure, multi-seven-figure business, the invitation to evolve, to crack open, to, to let die, to enter a trusting relationship with the unknown. If you say you're available for quantum leaps, you make a declaration to lay to rest past versions of self. I'm no stranger to saying one thing and doing another out of fear of change, creating stagnation and a false sense of comfort. I no longer have time for that. Most people would rather be certain and struggling than surrender to infinite possibility by releasing what no longer serves and inviting space for new. As we cross the three quarters of a million mark at Living Brave after putting both feet in and publicly launching coaching in spring 2020, I'm experiencing my life flip upside down and inside out. The key is to anchor into what is unchanging and create sustainable growth in the unknown. See, you don't just dial it up, crank it up and do more of the same. Leadership and scaling a heart-centered business requires massive energy shifts. It's about who you are becoming. One way to do it is more clients, more writing, more work, more effort. But if you'd like to grow without the hustle, there's a different energy and strategy that needs to come into place. It worked for her because it's her. It worked last month because it was last month. How does life want to be expressed through you and your business today? Create space for the answer to surprise you. And this was June 8th, 2021. Voice and it comes back full circle. It comes back, right? So I don't focus. And here's the thing when people are like, screw the haters or whatever you say, I don't focus on the haters, right? I focus on my voice and the people that are listening and I love them all, right? That's all. It's like, you just keep listening to your voice. There are 7 billion people in the world truly to have a life of your dreams, to have clients who feel like family, to make millions of dollars. You need a hundred people who believe in what you're doing, a hundred out of 7 billion. So you don't have to focus on the people who are bothered or mad with what you're saying. And I think there are such a wild different expressions. I think most people maybe don't like me, like most people, but that's okay. It's okay if most people don't even like you. But the biggest problem, right, is if you don't like you, then we're kind of screwed. You don't want to be one of them. So the first step, number one, is you got to learn to love yourself. And that's a whole program, you know, <laughs> learning to love yourself. And that's why I said people running from the basics are living in fantasy worlds, right? So first, learn to love yourself. Second, be someone with nothing to hide. This is what my whole brand is built off of. You want to say, oh, did you know this about Shoshana Raven? Yeah, it's in episode 34. Go check it out. You know, like there's nothing you can find out about me, okay? I once had, and there's so much that's happened on the way to scaling this. I won't go into details because again, I just forget and move on and learn and grow and build my core. But I had a client who actually was in the very early iteration of my business and they got like amazing results in the program too. It's just pretty crazy. And they're a beautiful soul, but something starts to happen. And sometimes we evolve at different paces than people. And again, like it could make people uncomfortable how fast you're changing and they start to question themselves. So I had written that my business just started my relationship post and another post and he commented something quite odd. So I just said, Hey, what's up? Is everything okay? He said, 
you know, a lot of people look up to you and you're growing really fast. I hope that scares you. And I said, always our worst fears, right? In that moment, I was like, does it scare me? And I said, you know, actually it doesn't scare me. And I never, if someone puts me on a pedestal, I do so much to get myself off the pedestal. Right? Like, and so if, if one thing's for certain, I'm living this work. And then all I said back was, I guess you are definitely living brave conversation over. So the, the theme of that is just, I'm living my work, you know, like however it makes you feel, I honor that. And I'm living my work. When someone says, well, you definitely are living brave. The end, you know, like that's it. <laughs> that's all like the no secrets, nothing to hide. That's it. Okay. So the third, we give people space to rise to meet us. So the truth is family and friends, people come around. How can they believe it's possible for you if they don't see it for themselves? Or people think they would act differently, but they haven't been in your shoes. That's why there can be hard things that come up. People have all kinds of hard client dynamics. I help my clients here all the time. I'm like you can only lead with integrity and with your boundaries and with your love and compassion. And then hopefully they think they would do it different. They think they would act different. They think it would feel different, but they're going to go off and become wildly successful. And I can't tell you how many people come back. I can't tell you how many people are like, I always knew you'd do it. But they're the ones who had a really hard time believing in the beginning, right? So give it space, give it space. The only reason you feel the need to convince is because you feel the need to convince yourself. Okay. So people come around and they gain belief in themselves through watching you grow. You know, my mom said something great the other day, like what she was terrified you know, when I quit my nine to five and I got a one-way ticket to India, cliche, cliches for a reason. And I was making a couple hundred dollars a month as a freelance writer. And I had this whole spreadsheet and four page letter, you know, and she was just like, oh, like I could tell she's like, oh my gosh, all this time you finally got a good job. And she called me the other day and she's like, I met this guy and his daughter is quitting his job and she's going to living in this ashram. And he was so nervous. And I told him like, I know, let me tell you, like, you know, her Jewish father syndrome. She's like, I know it's crazy, but I'm telling you. And like, I told him all about you and what you're doing. And, you know, like for me, that just meant so much to me. It's like, they, they come back around. It's so awesome, right? They grow through watching you grow. So don't let people's fear steal your freedom. They think you're crazy. You're right on track. Okay. Be one of the crazy ones. You've got an amazing community right here. So finally find people who propel you and don't hold you back. This whole community, we all really want to see you win. And something that, gosh, it's hard, right? But something I really want to work on. Because I feel like in this community, we're good at like your shame is the source of your power and share vulnerably and share, you know, your transformation story. But what I really want to call forward is a space where we can really celebrate without having to discount, without having to justify, okay? the importance of celebration rooted in gratitude with your community, like being a reference point for people. I wouldn't have the relationship I have. I wouldn't have the lifestyle that I have. And I wouldn't have the business I have if someone didn't tell the truth and say, it's actually easier than you think. No, it, relationships don't have to be trigger land. They get to be amazing. You know, like when I tell you, listen, it's not hard. We're going to do it together. They're going to be challenging things, but like, let's go. You know, my first month when I put both feet in my business, Business was a 20 a month. It gets to be like that sometimes, you know, and some people are like, yeah, but I had this and I had that going for me. And I should probably tell them that like this horrible thing happened too. And like, I'm not really that great. And 
have people, you know, in, in the mastermind I'm a part of with super high level entrepreneurs who are like, I'm afraid to share my birth story, my motherhood journey, parts of my business journey, because I'm afraid I'm going to get like killed because it's actually been like awesome. What kind of a world is that? We're editing each other's celebration. I'm like, I want to know, please talk about how amazing birth was. <laughs> like, please tell me how amazing motherhood was. Like, I know we've all gone through challenges, the things that you just get to celebrate. Like, please be a reference point for me. And you're just like, oh, I'm in the best relationship ever. And then you're like, but but like, it hasn't always been this way. And, you know, like that's powerful in some way, but now I'm like, okay, well now that's my reference point. It gets good after it's hard. What about, it's just like, we just get to celebrate, you know, when I win, you win. I'm genuinely excited to be here with you and celebrate. That's what I'm cultivating in this community. That's a relationship. It's not for everyone, right? Two is shifting from savior to leader. I'm no longer afraid of leaving people behind. I'm not here to lift the weight of the world. I'm here to be a lighthouse. I'm here so we can walk together, rise together. I'm not afraid of leaving you behind. What a disempowering way to look at you, right? I had a breakthrough with one of my clients recently because she was like afraid. What if I, what can I create for this group of clients? I'm like, bro, what do you want to create? There's billions of people. The amazing people are working with you now. Like, let them decide if they want to join the next offer, but you're thinking really small. And then she's like, oh, I think it's the abandonment thing. I think it's connected to my mom. My mom went off and lived her life and became a coach and got into personal development, did all these things. I was so mad at her for so long. And now look at you. If she didn't do that, I don't think you would be here now. And so now you have a moment to realize, did she abandon you or did she trust you to lead yourself? Okay. Years later, you have that moment. So you want to give people space to have that moment where you become a leader of leaders, even if they don't see themselves as leaders yet, they're going to have that moment. What an empowering way, right? To look at them. So relationships change no matter what. Relationships change no matter what, even if you try to be the same, be what everyone thought you were and fit the old story. It's like some people love you no matter what, you know, they, you get successful, people you love, you're thrilled. Some people aren't yet rooted enough in their own worth and healing to see you grow. That's Okay. Some people think you've changed, but in reality, your healing success choices, expression now lead them to question themselves. The way they feel about you has changed. The way they feel around you has changed. Your heart's the same. You just express yourself different and it makes people feel different around you. There are people who are matched to me in the beginning, right? It's like, it was a little bit or fumbly with my words. I was a little bit like, it's not as successful. I dress differently. And it's like, they were matched to that. And there are people who've been with me from the beginning. And then there are people who this version, mm -mm, I don't yet have the personal power to be around that. Then they're going to go on their journey and then maybe they'll come back and be a match. But we've got to know that this is a thing, right? And sometimes it's so unbearable, the questioning that they fear you cutting them off. They fear they're not enough. Why are you even friends with me? Why are you even around me? What do I even mean to you? Maybe they even start to put you down. You're like, what the heck is this? But you realize because you're the Jedi ninja and you can see beyond the current reality that they feel so inferior. Their ego is literally hanging on for dear life that they're putting you down. You know, the very person that is probably a great person to be around, right? So they cut you off, maybe block you to avoid feeling their own feelings. And so many people are walking around just their strategy of life is how can I avoid pain and avoid feeling my feelings versus what we do as leaders, which how can I set myself up to win for the most pleasure, 
right? So there are people in this world who are past many of their triggers and who are not a match to drama. So many people, when they're calling in the one, right, their partner, whatever it is, they're like, they're on their way. I don't make myself wrong. It's on its way. I can feel it. I want to do this with community. This was a huge breakthrough for me. I want to do this with friends. I have not yet been a match, you know, to some of my soulmate friends, soulmate sisters, soulmate community. I'm so excited. It's on its way. Right. And so there are others who have these triggers and reactions, but they recognize them and they take full ownership and responsibility. Right. And it's like, Oh, they know I'm not responding to you. I'm responding to past situations embedded in deep feelings of inadequacy brought on to me by my lineage and the patriarchy and whatever it is. Okay. They have awareness around that. Amazing. And our close proximity relationships, it's gotta be a match. It's gotta be a value add. So it's so painful when things shift. It is right. Because change is painful, the evolution, but there's also, if something's you let something die for space to be made, you can also feel into maybe yes, the grief and loss and the nostalgia and the heartache, but how good it feels like the relief. Has anyone ever felt this? You go through like a, a community evolution or relationship changing and it's like so hard, but then maybe you're like, you can feel a relief. You can feel a relief of something going away that wasn't really for you, right? And then you create the space to evolve, to step into the void that is your life with all these other brilliant leaders, shame, slang, weight, paving, paradigm shifting, humans. All right. So, Oh my gosh, <laughs> we got through identity, brand, and community. And now I would love to speak a little bit about storytelling mastery, our FemBiz bundle, and Vortex. So if it is a priority for you to grow your business and do it in a way that feels good and is sustainable with long-term clients that feel like family and organic growth, like I told you, I made my first ad because like this, literally we've built something that like works so well. It's like, what a third, the half of my email list is on these classes. Like we have five X our community, but we've 10 X, you know, our sales in the same time. So it's like, something's working. We know how to engage our audience. We know how to grow it. And I'm like, I want to get in front of people who have, haven't yet found that group of people on the internet who just celebrate you or like shame slaying, like that, that excites me, you know, but that's like, it took us a long time to even get to the point where I want to play with that stuff. But all the growth so far has been organic. It's sticky, you know? So marketing and sales, that's like from the heart. So that storytelling mastery is how to be a movement builder versus a marketer. I like not just a marketer, but a movement builder. The story is the difference, right? How to build a community versus a personal brand. Story is the difference. It's one thing to just speak to people on the internet. A lot of people are influencing in that way and people are peeping in. But the people who are really doing big things and making change and impact and money on the internet, they understand how to build a real relationship and build a touch point and a connection point with their people, right? Story is the difference. So I want to help actual you actualize and tap into the well, the gold mine that I know you have. I know you have it <laughs> that you're sitting on with storytelling. And I'm going to give you everything I've got, like everything I've got. Anyone who's been a part of my immersions, you know, like we did voice. I know that was one of the immersions, Femrising. That was one of the immersions that we just did. These like we live lifetimes and like a week or two together and it's so fun and you can go rewatch. You'll have at least a year for the replays. We always, you know, alternate time zones because we've got people, as you can see all over the world, 
If you want to be paid to activate potential and not solve pain, this is for you. If you are like, I don't know how, congratulations on the awareness. I'm going to teach you, right? Instead of doing the same move over and over again, like, let's do it. If you're like, I'm already an excellent marketer, congratulations. We're going to take it to a whole nother level. You're going to meet the most legendary people who get mentored by me live, you know, and we're going to, we're going to do this together. Not only do I have like the marketing and the storytelling experience, I live this work. You don't even know how many courses and books that I've read and I experimented with on my own, but I'm literally going to a screenwriting story for <laughs> the immersion next week too. Like I, I can't get enough of this stuff. I love it. And so it's really fun to learn from someone who loves it as well. So And I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised when you see for 48 hours, what we're offering for storytelling mastery bonkers. And then we have our, um, our storytelling. I just decided at this last minute with the storytelling mastery and fem sales combined. So if you're already doing storytelling mastery and you're getting the massive bonus that we did got today, you can do plus the fem sales course, which full price is one, 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 one. They're both full price. One, 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 one. And you're going to get a huge discount offer both of those together. So it's like the first one is storytelling. The second one is storytelling plus fem sales, which is going to happen. We're going to do a live version of it the week of October 17th for storytelling. And then two weeks later, so not the next Monday, but the last week in October, um, we'll do fem sales again. Even if you can't be live, you have this stuff forever. And the community is awesome. We'll have a private community for both of these. So you can network, engage with people. Let's see. We have this community because of story. Like I'm going to give you my frameworks, everything I know about hooking, connecting through stories, selling into offers. Um, it's going to be so much fun. As I said, we have grown our audience, but we have massively scaled without cold outreach, without any of the old tactics that, that people teach you. And we do this through really knowing our message, knowing how to get through to people, knowing how to build connection and still step into our authority and move from that inspiration to someone that people want to move and take action and work with. Right. So stands to reason that we've built this from story through the podcast, which was storytelling, serving thousands of clients, helping them get results. There's so many client testimonials. I launch, I sell, and I market 90% with story strategy and energetics. We're going to talk about authority building, inspiring people to act and to feel persuasion. We're going to get into like, not just big picture theory, but I'm going to maybe even add a day where we're just looking at examples and I'm really giving you direct feedback on your work, you know, and I'm helping you with some of the more tactical things. You can actually gain the skill set for yourself, right? If you are feeling the feels of investing in yourself, walk through the door. It is amazing. Like it is such a gift. It's taken me a long time actually to get to a place where I'm like, I want that. I'm doing it. And it feels so good. And I just want this for us, like to trust ourselves with our resources, you know, and to invest in our own vision. Because the truth is like, if there was any startup founder and they went to a group of investors, like, would you invest in this? And then it's like, I'm 20% in. They're like, ah, what? I'm not going to go like 50%. You've got like, you've got to be invested in your vision. Right. And if like that bold commitment, that bold action, bold results, like we make it change, we make it happen. Okay. So the FemBiz bundle, literally my favorite thing ever, because it's, it's innovative strategy. Some people like, Oh, it's energetics. And they think energetics is like this fluffy thing, which is funny. Or like, it's just masculine strategy or feminine energetics. I have an innovative 
strategy that's informed by energetics that's completely different and often counter to the way that people teach. I was reading, I wrote down some of the, I went through the cash out slides on my story and I read like feedback. I cannot completely express, this is the sales program. I cannot completely express what's happening in my nervous system after the call today. But what I can, what I can say is I feel utter and complete expansion, alignment, inspiration. Thank you for all that you are. Wow. That's all that I've got. You're incredible. I'm so effing glad I said yes to this experience. I'm blown away each and every time. I love you so effing much. So many big ideas starting in my brain. Okay. So that's, that's a fun sales program. I want us to eliminate complexity, overthinking, overdoing. If you do, like, if you want to learn business with me, like, these are two awesome programs. I made it, like, so freaking easy. It's insane. Most people teach this stuff and charge 10 times the amount. And it's like, well, you've got to join the next thing to learn the next thing. Like, this is everything I've got. I promise. I keep coming up with ideas. I keep coming up with programs. These are two that I'm doing again because they're so good. People have been asking about them again and again and again. Vortex? I mean, okay. If commitment turns you on and commitment is sexy and we've got something going here and you like, you want to set yourself up for support through 2023, you want a community, you want to learn all the things. Like you want to talk communication, you want to talk team building, you want to talk scaling, you want to have my team go on and do back end, show us our whole back end, go on for Q and A's. You want to have just live Q and A coaching with me. You want to bring in the most amazing guest speakers. You want to go through sensuality, seduction, attraction, what relationship, love, and then go into leadership and business evolution and marketing and sales and launching. And then we want to like the, the programs in there. We want to go into becoming brave. I've been doing also in Vortex, these pop-up masterminds. I'm doing that before we have hundreds of people in there that it's just all Voxer coaching with me for like two weeks off the back of Femrising. We did a, we did a pop-up mastermind with everyone in Vortex and people who jumped in off the back of Femrising. And I was in there every day coaching and mentoring just on the questions that were coming up as we integrated that amazing experience. Becoming brave. We had like, I think we're going to have a total of like 12 12 live sessions, training. There's equal live coaching implementation as there is training. It's so fun. We're going into shame slaying, alchemizing fear, personal power. That's an amazing program. We have our quantum wealth program, which is so much more than like money mindset, right? It's like financial healing. It's not only the energetics, the wealth leadership, but then we take it and I, I have an experience in finance. I've been investing longer than I am a coach. I was a writer for Investopedia, the smart wallet, all of these different websites. So I'm really nerdy about um, personal finance and you helping like really step into your power there, how to multiply money, how to start investing. We get real nerdy on that program. We talk about sales, CEO level, money decisions and things like that. And I told people back in April when I launched Vortex that they'd have at least two new programs over the year. It's been six months and we've had eight new experiences. <laughs> so like not including all of the programs that are listed on the site, but like the new stuff, because again, good steward of ideas, they keep coming to me and it's so much fun to share them with you. So if you're looking for, and it's a, it is a year long commitment. So there's a painful option. That's a, a kind of a cool bonus. It gives you a discount for paying in full. And you'll also get immediate access to a masterclass bundle. It's worth a couple thousand dollars and it has a ton of things for you to dive into there, but you'll get programs as they come and it's a year long commitment. So the payment plan is paying it over time, right? And that's awesome. The doors are closing because it feels good for me to 
to play with that in my business, to have it be something that it's like, it's a closed container, right? Like it's, it's a home. It closes its doors and then we open the doors. So the doors will be closing and probably will open sometime in 2023. The pricing has changed for Vortex. It always changes because I'm always adding experiences. For example, those like mini mastermind experiences and stuff like that, we're just keep adding value to Vortex. So if you are curious about any of this and you want to chat, reach out to me and the team. You can reply directly to the messages that you've been getting, or you can just message me on Instagram. To be honest, that's a great place to to chat. Message us on Instagram. We see you. We got you. You will never be pressured. You'll never be, I will never give you a, a reflection that isn't an honest reflection. I want the best for you and your journey. And I'm so excited for those of you who are live and we get to go deeper together for those of you live. And, and, you know, this is a stop point for now. That's amazing. I really encourage you. If you benefited from today, share either in just the living brave community, but you have that I'm in graphic share with your community with your clients, with your, with your people, we grow, we've grown all this way up organically through really like spreading love. So that means so much. And I see those messages. The whole team sees those messages. We love, love, love to see it. So thank you. What a ride. What a trip. <laughs> thank you all so much. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day, night, evening, wherever you are in the world, lean into this community. I hope you feel like maybe you found your home here. And I will see you next time. All right. Bye.